Hello, word nerds. Welcome to a brand new episode of The Dictionary Podcast, read by me, Spencer. I'm still doing this, and uh, I got a lot of ways to go. Uh, how did you like yesterday's episode? Fun fact, I have not listened to the footage yet or edited it, uh, and I'm pretty sure I will be actually doing some editing on that episode, uh, so I have no idea how it turned out. Um, in fact, if it was so terrible, I may actually have to re-record it, but I hope I don't do that. Uh, so I have no idea what has happened in the past from the time that you are listening to this. So we are going to uh, read the second quarter of page 73, and we are going to start with the second form of the word asphalt, A-S-P-H-A-L-T. This is a transitive verb uh, from circa 1859, uh, and I feel like I want to throw in a little bit more information from yesterday's live recording episode. Um, yeah, I was with my family, uh, my parents, my sister, her husband, their kid, my wife, and my grandpa was there. My grandpa is um, not, oh God, now I have to do some math. He's 92 years old, um, and he was the one who made a surprisingly high number of jokes throughout. Um, I'm, I'm assuming they, they made the cut. Um, but yeah, he was kind of on fire. And then when we weren't recording, we were doing some other things, and he made some other really awesome jokes. Uh, so he's a surprisingly funny guy. Not not usually. He's usually actually pretty quiet. But uh, when he wants to make a joke, it's a good one. I should have him be a guest reader on this, actually. All right, we are going to talk about asphalt. Uh, the transitive verb definition is to cover with asphalt. And we have the number one definition for the word pave as a synonym. Next, we have asphalt jungle. This is a noun from 1920, a big city or a specified part of a big city. I think I remember hearing this was used in um, in some book. Was the person's name Upton, up, ooh, was it Upt, Upton Sinclair? I have a vague memory of learning this in a history class in high school. I was not great at history in school and things, um, but I'm pretty sure I'm remembering this correctly. Correct me if I'm wrong. I should probably go look it up. All right, next we have uh, aspheric. So it's spheric with an A. This is, oh, it could also be aspherical. This is an adjective from circa 1922, Departing slightly from the spherical form, especially in order to correct for spherical aberration, as in an aspherical lens. Um, we have had some other lens-specific uh, words in the past. Um, departing, I'm just rereading this to myself because sometimes I don't fully pay attention to what I'm actually reading. Departing slightly from the spherical form, especially in order to correct for spherical aberration. Uh, yeah. I wonder if the um, the Omnimax lenses, would those be aspherical or spherical or fisheye lenses? The Omnimax theater, uh, there's only a few in the world, I think, I've heard, but there's one at the Museum of Science and Industry in Chicago, and, you know, it might be a little bit cheesy, but that is a way to see an immersive movie if you can't do virtual reality. It is a curved screen that fills up almost your complete view, almost 180 degrees, and uh, everything is shot kind of, I guess it would be fisheye, because then it's projected onto a curved screen, 
And so it just feels like you are in the situation. I mean, it was before virtual reality when they first built it. But I remember seeing films like they got cameras on planes and flying through. I mean, now with the drone technology, I mean, they, I'm sure they're shooting some amazing stuff. All right, I'm talking too much, and I'm a little warm, so I'm going to take off this light jacket. One second. Hi, I'm back. All right, next we have Asphodel. Yeah, A-S-P-H-O-D-E-L. This is a noun from 1597. Any of various old world herbs of the lily family with flowers in usually long erect racemes. Is that how you say that word? R-A-C-E-M-E-S? Sure. Uh, We are going to skip the etymology, but we are going to say that the uh, scientific names for the old world herbs, it says especially genera asphodelis and asphodeline, or would it be uh, asphodeline? Asphodeline. I don't know where the emphasis is. We are going to move on to asphyxia, A-S-P-H-Y-X-I-A. This is a noun from 1778, a lack of oxygen or excess of carbon dioxide in the body that results in unconsciousness and often death and is usually caused by interruption of breathing or inadequate oxygen supply. That's uh, bad. And this is a Greek word. It means stopping of the pulse. And it is from A plus uh, svizine, which means to throb. I think we might... Oh, my voice cracked a little bit. What am I? In the Brady Bunch? Uh, We might have had that word in an etymology recently. I can't remember. Uh, You want to make sure that you're getting lots of oxygen to your body and your brain and all the pieces if you can control that. Make sure you breathe. Don't hold your breath. Next, we have asphyxiate. This is a verb from 1836. We are going to start with the... uh, No, sorry. The transitive definition. There's just one of them. And it says, to cause asphyxia in. And the intransitive definition is, to become asphyxiated. And I swear I will never, I never remember this, but this is a really great, simple description if you are confused about transitive versus intransitive. Intransitive says, to become asphyxiated. So it's... um, Man, how am I going to describe this? To cause, yeah. So it's uh, the intransitive form is when it's something happening to something else, um, and then the transitive means it's the thing that's doing the the action. Uh, transitive, I guess, would be more direct, and intransitive would be more indirect. They both start with in. Is that a way to remember it? I don't know if that's the best way to describe it. I'm sure there's a better way. But uh, let's see. Asphyxiation is a noun. So whenever I think of, uh, try to remember the difference between transitive and intransitive, I will think of the word asphyxiate. And I hope you do too. Next we have aspic. A-S-P-I-C. This is the first form. It's a noun from 1530. It is obsolete and we have as, as a synonym the second form of the word asp. A-S-P which we read a while ago. Oh, I have it handy right here. It is a small venomous snake. Uh, Let's see. We're going to skip that. The second form of aspic is a noun from 1789. A clear savory jelly as of fish or meat stock 
used as a garnish or to make a meat, fish, or vegetable mold. I just think the idea of a jelly from fish or meat is disgusting. Uh, that's what I got to say about that. This is a French word, and it literally means asp. Um, is this related to something else? No, I guess not. Okay, we are going to move on to aspidistra. This is a noun from 1822, an Asian plant of the lily family. That's the second time the lily family has been brought up in this episode. Uh, that has large pointed basil leaves. And, is it basil? I think it's basil. And is often grown as a foliage plant. Uh, the etymology says this is an irregular form of the Greek aspid, uh, which is a prefix, or aspis, which, mean, which means shield. Uh, oh, and the scientific name is Aspidistra Eli Eliatior, E-L-A-T-I-O-R. We are going to move on to aspirant. Sorry, my nose is running a little bit. Uh, this is the first form of it. It is spelled A-S-P-I-R-A-N-T. This is a noun from 1738. One who aspires, as in presidential aspirants. Uh, next, we have the second form of aspirant. This is an adjective from 1800, seeking to attain a desired position or status, as in, the pilot was an aspirant astronaut. That's hard to say. Aspirant astronaut, aspirant astronaut, aspirant astronaut. Uh, we are going to move on next to aspirate. This is the first form of two. We've had a bunch, ooh, we've had almost three sets in a row. Uh, yeah. Okay, so aspirate. This is a noun from 1617. One, an independent sound, like the H, the H in H, or a character, as the letter H, representing it. Uh, so, specifically with H, I guess you're aspirating, you're making a H sound, um, but I'm sure there's, there's other examples, right? Number two, a consonant having aspiration as its final component, as in... In English, the P of the word pit is an aspirate. Uh, yeah, words and letters and stuff. Number three, material removed by aspiration. Now we have the second form of aspirate. Um, actually, the first form is pronounced aspirate. And this one is aspirate. This is a transitive verb from circa 1700. One, to pronounce a vowel or a consonant with aspiration. Uh, and then it, in parentheses it says, as in the sense of 1A. Wait, sense 1A. I don't know what that means. We are going to move on to 2A. To draw by suction. 2B, to remove as blood by aspiration. 2C, to take into the lungs by aspiration. And aspiration is our next word. It is a noun from the 14th century. 1A, audible breath that accompanies or comprises a speech sound. 1B, the pronunciation or addition of an aspiration. Also, the symbol of an aspiration. 2, oh, I wonder, oh, no, never mind. Number 2, a drawing of, oh, losing my place. A drawing of something in, out, up, or through through by or as if by suction. Let me read that again. 
a drawing of something in, out, up, or through by, or as if by suction, as to a, the act of breathing and especially of breathing in. <sighs> to b, I don't know why I did that. To b, the withdrawal of fluid or tissue from the body. To c, the taking of foreign matter into the lungs with the respiratory current. 3a, a strong desire to achieve something high or great. 3b, an object of such desire. And for all, we have the synonym ambition. Aspirational is an adjective. Although I would say uh, the synonym ambition doesn't necessarily fit with uh, some of the earlier definitions, um, but that is just a general synonym for the word aspiration. Uh, okay, uh, aspirator is our next word. This is a noun from 1804. An apparatus for producing suction or moving or collecting materials by suction. And I paused on the word suction because it was hyphenated and went over to the second line and I just got really confused as to what word those letters uh, spelled. Especially a hollow tubular instrument connected with a partial vacuum and used to remove fluid or tissue or foreign bodies from the body. Yeah, get those foreign bodies out of my body. Aspire is next. This is an intransitive verb, and it is from the 14th century. One, to seek to attain or accomplish as a, as a particular goal, as in aspired to a career in medicine. I did not do that. Number two, we have the synonyms ascend and soar, and aspirer, aspirer is a noun. That movie, there, movie, Jesus. Uh, that word is deceptive, decept, why can I not talk? Deceptively hard to say. The etymology says this is from Middle French uh, aspirare, which is from the Latin aspirare, which literally means to breathe upon. And that is from ad plus spirare, which means to breathe. And that is it for that one. Next is the word aspirin. Uh, this is a noun from 1899. I think aspirin, I think that was one of the jokes my grandpa made in the last episode, and I couldn't find the word uh, to see if it was coming up. Um, I actually really hoped to have recorded two episodes with them, uh, in which case aspirin would have come up, came, would have come up. Uh, but uh, I think people were getting kind of bored with it, so we just did the one. All right, aspirin is uh, number one, a white crystalline derivative, C9H8O4, of salicylic acid used for relief of pain and fever. Number two, a tablet of aspirin. And let's see, the etymology says this is, take, it takes the A from acetyl, the S-P-I-R from spiratic acid, and that is the former name of salicylic acid. And the last for this episode is ASR, all caps. This is an abbreviation for 1, Airport Surveillance Radar, and 2, Air Sea Rescue. And the word of the episode is going to be... Asphalt Jungle. Um, yes, 
I'm pretty sure that was from a book by Upton Sinclair, but I'm really probably wrong on this. And if I'm right, I'm highly impressed with the information in my brain that I was able to come up with that. But again, I'm probably wrong. Um, yeah, I think it was just a political statement about big cities in general. Thank you very much for listening. Until next time, this is Spencer reading the dictionary. Goodbye.